Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I am joined once again by my very esteemed colleague, Adam B. Carlson. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing all right. Uh, the stimmy hit the bank account today, so I got a big old smile on my face. Got a lot of bills paid, so that that's always good news. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's uh, it's funny. I actually saw a friend of mine post on Instagram. I, I'm still waiting for the story, but he posted a picture on Instagram of the DeLorean, like the Back to the Future DeLorean, parked in front of his house with his <laughs> son looking on, and he said it's a science experiment that was the only caption and so i'm trying to figure out i was like that is the best use of the stimulus i've seen yet if that's it really is if that's what you got like hey man like (laughs) i'm waiting for the story so hopefully i'll have an update for you on the next podcast but i'm still i kept joking with my buddy clint that i was gonna go buy one of those fifteen hundred dollar uh paper clips from tiffany (laughs) have you checked out some of their regular everyday stuff that is just insanely expensive oh yeah that stuff's great it's a sharper <laughs> image catalog like you get lost in that stuff <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> no my my latest thing is uh the last time i went to walmart i they have this they have this 75 inch television now i used to think that a 40 inch television was massive oh yeah until i you know that that was like black friday level massive like i'm buying a 40 inch television now i'm like you know what my 40 inch television is too small like it's just tiny <laughs> like you know so i noticed that they have this television that i think it's like 578 dollars ain't bad and it's 75 inches ultra hd like it's got the roku and the netflix in it and I'm like, man, I, I still have my first stimulus thing. Like it's a little check that or the, the debit card that they sent. And I'm like, man, I think that's what I'm supposed to get. I think there's a reason <laughs> that I have this check and I need to buy this television. But then I measured the box and I realized there's no way I could actually get it into my living room because the way like the way you enter into my house, there's this turn that you have to make. And I'm trying to figure out if you could actually turn it without putting it on its end, like end to end and like walking it through because the box is massive. Like, I, I don't even know how I'd get it home, but I feel like, I feel like this is not the, the concern. The concern is whether or not it's a good idea to buy a 75 inch television. And I'm on the fence about that. But the good news is that if you were in a zombie apocalypse, that 70 inch TV wouldn't be a problem at all. Serving no function. But I bought a 50-inch TV with my first stimulus, and I just bought a a really good sound bar on discount. So now when I watch The Walking Dead, I've got amazing sound. I've got the 4K TV. Everything just looks and sounds so good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I I feel like that's the takeaway. I feel like if you didn't, you didn't buy a television during the pandemic, like, I mean, unless you already had a really good television, but like they're, they've had like Black Friday level deals on television the whole time that we've been in this pandemic and the lockdown and. Yep. Mine was 290 bucks for, for my TV and I love it. 
Yeah. Nice Vizio. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a sign. I feel like I'm supposed to have it, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble. Like I'm just, there, there's so many pieces to, to just like, how do I get this home and how do I get it through the door? And does it really matter? Because like, I'll, I'll take out a window to put this thing in, like if, if it really came down to it, but yeah, I, I, there's just something that blows my mind because I think, I think Adam, you and I are of the same, the, the same age range where content contemplating a 75 inch television is not something that I thought I'd really right. think of. I mean, back in the day, like, I don't want to say, you know, back in the day, but uh, yeah, I mean, like. That'd be like having your own movie theater in your house. You feel pretty good about your like 30. Yeah. I do my own theater. <laughs> get my lazy boys and get the whole thing. And Oh yeah. You know what? If the, if the, if the zombies do come, at least I'm, comfortable right <laughs> and i know from the last the last time that we you know a year ago right now i had plenty of toilet paper so i'm pretty good at this apocalypse yep i'm good i'm well stocked yeah so uh so yeah so that is that, that's kind of what's going on what's going along here and uh let's see for the viewers or listeners out there it is wednesday it's uh march 24th which means if you have AMC Plus, you will be watching the next episode of The Walking Dead tomorrow or tonight. When did I don't even know when the episodes drop? Do they drop at midnight Eastern or? They'll be available tomorrow, which or... is something to look forward to. I enjoy checking them out. I don't usually stay up and wait for it to drop immediately. I'll I'll wait until later and check them out. Sometimes on Friday, I'm not in any rush to to watch them now, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's. So people will be watching though soon. So that'll be that'll be coming up. And in the next, uh, we're going to be talking about the next episode of The Walking Dead uh, coming up a little bit later. We want to talk about Diverged and this really interesting story about Carol and and Daryl. And and there's a there's a whole bunch that will we won't you know there's no spoilers. I've seen the episode. Adam has not seen the episode. So as usual, there are no spoilers here. <laughs> um, coming on. Speaking of no spoilers on. Uh, Monday, March 29th, that is the day that the embargo lifts on Fear the Walking Dead 6B. And, and I'm so excited to talk about that. Obviously, no spoilers there, but um, God, there's so much to talk about with that, with those two episodes. I've seen the first two, and they are like nothing I've seen. Probably, God, I haven't seen any episodes of Walking Dead shows that are quite to this level. And that's not an exaggeration. These are these are special. They're both Michael Isat Satrazimus directed them, and that should say something. I've been watching on social media, and the people that w- have been able to get a hold of those screeners for the upcoming episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, uh, so far they've had very positive things to say about those episodes. That they're just excellent, and that is very reassuring because I enjoyed the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And I came into that half of the season really down on the show. So I'm, I'm getting my confidence in Fear of the Walking Dead renewed. And if these episodes can provide a nice punch or at least entertain me well enough, I, 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 I might get back on the fan train. It might happen. You know what? I, I honestly think... I, I know I'm a bandwagoner here, but it's it, it might be true here. <laughs> I, I think I, I think people will be pleasantly surprised, and there there are enough there are enough moments where you start to see there, there are callbacks to season four, season five, where you're like, oh, 
that's what that was there for. Now this is this is why. So I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to talk about it and to break it down with everybody. And um, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Now, Fear the Walking Dead premieres on April 11th, but if you have AMC Plus, it's going to be available on Easter Sunday, which is April 4th. So if you are one of those lucky people who has AMC Plus, um, you know, just, just enjoy the episode. But I think for everybody, just make sure you don't put spoilers out there. I know a lot of people don't watch the episodes early. Um, you know, same with The Walking Dead this week. So, you know, always be kind of mindful of the people and and on your social media, you know, put a spoiler tag in there so people can mute the spoiler word and not be spoiled. Because there's a lot of stuff coming up in, in this week's Walking Dead and next week's episode. Uh, here's Negan. I've seen that. It's amazing. But, you know, some people don't want to don't have their stuff spoiled. So be mindful. If you're a cord that. cutter, I recommend you checking out Amazon Prime because uh, Prime Video right now, they have standalone channels, so you can go there and you can subscribe to AMC and get AMC Plus or Premiere. Is it Plus or Premiere now? Both. Depends on where. That's what gets <laughs> That's what's confusing. It's so hard because apparently Plus is only available in certain markets, depending on what cable you have. And then Premiere is only available in certain markets, depending on what cable you have. So that's where it gets really fun. Well, it's available through the Amazon channels function on your prime subscription so if you have prime and you want amc's premium service go there check it out and see if it's available for you because it it is available for a lot of people well that you know honestly if if you're a fan of the walking dead and in just to be fully transparent adam and i do not get any benefits from plugging any of these services no if someone wants to give us stuff we'll take it but you and know, I believe really, AMC's premier service includes Shutter as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And you get you get that you get uh, you get a bunch of stuff in there. It's not IFC just, and stuff yeah, too. Sundance. There's a lot of great horror stuff available there if you're into it. Yeah, and in Shutter, I cannot say enough about. It. I actually subscribe to Shutter separately, and um, they're going to be coming up on uh, Creep Show season two. It's going to be premiering very soon, um, if not this month. Yeah, I don't have the exact date but uh that's greg and nicotero's show over there and it's it's brilliant very brilliant and um there's there's a lot but i think that the thing that you have to remember is that we are now in the thick of the walking dead every sunday from now until who knows when so if you're wondering is it worth the extra cost to have amc premiere if you're somebody who wants to see things first and that makes a difference for you you know just just kind of think about it that it is actually um you know, you, we've got the bonus episodes are wrapping up. We've got Fierce starting up. Um, and then it's going to go right into, it's probably going to go right into uh, World Beyond, Walking Dead Season 11, more Fear the Walking Dead Season 7. So basically your Sunday night's set for the rest of the year. So if, if that's something, you know, it, it's another way to look at it, that, you, you know, there is a, a value to it. And you still got your bi-monthly comics coming out with the Walking Dead Deluxe. There's that new Walking Dead game coming out, so make sure to check your Android and Apple store for mobile devices and pre-register if you're into that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of really cool Walking Dead stuff going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of really cool Walking Dead, so we're, we're in the, the last two episodes of these bonus episodes. Um, before we get to next week's episode, let's take a little, a, a few moments to talk about this past week's episode which was uh, Splinter featuring Paula Lazaro, who 
was on the Undead Walking podcast last week. If you had a chance to listen to that interview, she's always so much fun to talk to. Um, but Adam, let's, let's talk about Splinter. What were, what were your thoughts about that episode? I went into that episode thinking that I was going to get a very, very close translation of what happened in the comic books. And that is absolutely not the case. <laughs> I don't know if it could have been much further from what was happening in the comics. And I know that this is kind of just a diversion for now, and it probably will taper to get closer to what happened. But setting forward the conflict at the initial stages is going to escalate things so that they can kind of find a way to calm them down. And using that to give a little bit more of a, a story to Princess was a really interesting way of going about it. I, I don't like it because it's not what I'm familiar to. It's not what I was expecting. And now I'm left wondering what the route is. But I, I really like it because it did surprise me. And now I don't know what, what route the show is going to take. So uh, Princess deserved to have a little bit more of just being the quirky, funny character that comes in. Uh, I, I, I know they're going to give her a lot of depth because they do in the comics. And they make that character one that you can really kind of understand and root for. And there's a reason why Robert Kirkman loves that character so much in the comics yeah. is because of the depth that the princess provides. But I get so frustrated seeing so many people on social media to slam that episode because they don't care about princess or their favorite character wasn't in the episode or it didn't follow the comics the way they thought it should. And yeah, I'm conflicted about some of those things as well, but I'm willing to see where they're going to go with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stand there and tell everyone that I, I, I'm not going to watch it because I, I don't like it or I don't get it or I think that it's not the way that it should have been done. As I've said on here before many times, I'm here to listen to the story that The Walking Dead's going to tell me. If I don't like part of the story... That's okay. I'm not, I don't have to. If a character I like is struggling to get through something, that's cool. Maybe it'll enhance their character, make them more relatable, make them more vulnerable, open up things for the future. So yeah, if things aren't aren't cool right now, like right now if you're worried about princess's mental health, hopefully she'll be able to find some sort of outlet for that. Find someone to be able to talk to and work through some of her issues, get some support from some of her new friends. And, and yeah, I, I get it that these episodes aren't going to be for everyone, but the negativity is just, it's eating up way too much of social media. These people that are impatient, these people that, uh, ha, are you, have you watched The Simpsons like back in the day? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, there's this episode where Homer gets to write a little bit for Itchy and Scratchy and introduces character Poochie. Now, everybody wants, you know, Homer thinks everybody wants Poochie. Everybody loves Poochie. If, if any character is on the screen, they should be asking where Poochie is. And I'm starting to feel like that's Daryl. Is Daryl the Poochie of the Walking Dead universe? Oh, I know he's Pookie of the Walking Dead universe. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into that one. <laughs> because as a comic reader, it was tough to accept Daryl in the first place and watch him take a lot of comic book stories 
from characters like Tyrese and Dale and others that were enriched by having these relationships with Rick and seeing them go to Daryl. Sure, it paid off in the long run because, of course, Daryl's still here and he's a cash cow for the franchise. He's a very good actor. He draws in a lot of good crowds. He's got a huge following. And it's great that it's worked out in so many ways. But seeing episodes that aren't featuring these madly popular characters getting absolutely slammed just because fans don't want to see it is it's baffling to me. Give these other characters a chance. See if you can like them. Have you even seen princess long enough to make an assumption that she's an absolutely terrible character? I don't think so. No, you're exactly, you're exactly right on that. I mean, I think that the biggest issue with that is that, you know, it's always important to remember that if, you know, the show is, is a bigger, the show's, you know, just shows in general, not even just The Walking Dead, but uh, any show or movie is generally speaking bigger than any one character involved in it. So, you know, unless it's just a, a one-man show, in which case, you know, there, there's no right use for it. But, um, you know, if, if you if you want the show to continue, it's, it, 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 I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say you have to watch the show even if you don't want to watch it because your character isn't in it. But I do want to highlight the fact that, you know, when people point to ratings being bad, which is a whole other issue that I wanted to circle back to. But if, if somebody says, hey, you know, that episode was really bad. The ratings were really bad, you know, because nobody's watching it. Well, if you want the show to keep going, you know, you're, you're kind of hurting the show, you know. So even though you think you're supporting a character by saying, like, I, I only want to watch if this character's there. Right. The show will be canceled no matter if you want that character to, to you know, it, it, the show is more than any one character in that sense. And I, I so I, I do have a lot of sympathy. That, that happens a lot on um, Fear the Walking Dead. You know, we know that there's a lot of fans of Alicia Debnam Carey, for example, who say, yeah. you know, I will only watch an episode if Alicia is in the episode. And I get that. But Alicia, story Alicia, Alicia Clark, is one piece of a bigger of a bigger scenario she's a, she's part of a, a, a whole group of people alicia debnam carey though is part of the cast and if she she's working really hard to bring that episode to life just like melissa mcbride just like paolo lazaro just like kaylee fleming just like coleman domingo just like anyone on the cast of um of world beyond they're working really hard to bring the show together it's something that they really really love doing and we're at, we're at a point now where, let's be honest, they've all gone back to work. All three casts are in production right now. I think Fear the Walking Dead's on a break right now, but you get the point. Point is, they're, they're going to be going back to work because they're, they're filming Fear uh, Season 7. But the point is, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. There are still possibilities for members of this cast to contract COVID-19, even if they're fully vaccinated. Like, all of these things can still happen. Shutdowns can still happen as a result of the pandemic but they're out there putting these episodes out. So by not supporting the show as a whole, it's not really helping your favorite characters the way you think it might be. That's just my take. And I do want to I do want to uh, to just comment on on the ratings thing just to circle back to that really quick. Um, I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, "Well, you know, the ratings for the last episodes or the the episode of Leah um, 
for The Walking Dead, um, you know, it was one of the lowest rated episodes. Well, the reality is because of AMC Plus, we no longer know what the ratings are because they're streaming ratings, which are not reported in daily format the way the Nielsen ratings usually work. So if you say like, oh, the live, the live views were really low. Well, yeah, because nobody's watching on Sunday. They're all watching on Thursday on AMC+. So the ratings don't really, you know, like you can't point to a rating anymore and say, well, the, you know, the ratings are really bad. AMC Plus and AMC Premiere have been around for about two years now. So even with Fear the Walking Dead, everybody has said that, oh, the ratings are terrible. Well, the ratings were enough for AMC to invest in a whole new spinoff because there's this, this digital thing coming that's going to be streaming based because they're creating all this unique content for, for AMC Plus now. So the fact is, the shows aren't doing that bad. They're actually doing better than we think because AMC is really happy. They actually exceeded their subscriber goal for AMC Plus, which means things are going really well. So I shall get off my soapbox now. <laughs> but before you but take us to a commercial just, break. something important. For people, oh, my I do, commercial break. Good I do want to remind people that Invincible is coming soon with an amazing cast. Coming tomorrow, Al. With some great Walking Dead talent. Oh, my God. Have you seen the list? I have a list. Wait, I didn't even know we were talking about this, but I have a list. Let me get my list. And on Rotten Tomatoes right now, their critic score is 100. So, yeah, if you are a firm believer in a lot of what Skybound does, and I've, I've only had the chance to read a couple of Invincible comics. And I, I'm on board with this just based on the talent and what I've read initially. I don't think I'm going to read forward. I think I'm going to let the show tell me the story. But yeah, I'm, I'm in. It's, it's going to be incredible. Or no, wait, 326, not tomorrow. Friday is the day. Um, listen to this cast. I'm not going to read everybody. They just did this tweet that had about 30 names in it. Of all <laughs> people that are in it. But I, I just want to highlight the um, some of the big names, uh, the Walking Dead stars, and, and then some other ones. Just the the lead cast that that they they are focusing on. Uh, Stephen Yeun obviously is in it, and, and he's fantastic. Uh, oh, yes. J.K. Simmons, Sandra O, oh, Mahershala Ali are just some of the big names, and just I think they're kind of like the the key the key people going into the Walking Dead specifically, though. So you have Stephen Yeun, you have Lauren Cohan, Chad L. Coleman, Michael Cudlitz. Uh, um, let's see, Lenny James, Ross Marquand, Sonequa Martin-Green, and Kari Payton. So it's a huge group. And, you know, you've got other people. You've got Seth Rogen. You've got Mark Hamill. You've got um, just Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn, okay? Star Trek The Next Generation. He played Worf. He's like somebody that I've always admired. Ezra Miller, he's coming off a huge thing with Zack Snyder's, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League that debuted last week. Kari, Zachary Quinto is in it. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Huge. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Now, I'm not a superhero guy. Never have been. So I'm going to be looking at this as just like a cartoon, pretending that it's not like a superhero version of anything. I'm going to pretend it's a, a Saturday morning cartoon. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, that's the best way to do it. It's going to be great. And with that, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I've never actually heard a commercial before on here, but... I, I, apparently it goes by like market so if you get a commercial think of yourself as fortunate because some of us don't get commercials so we're going to pause for a commercial break and then we will be right back to talk about walking dead diverge okay 
we're back. Hopefully you got what you wished for, either a commercial or no commercial with that little pause. But in the scope of were that Were you pause, one of the chosen ones? Yeah, were you one of the chosen ones? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, had a seagull flying over. So I was, I was looking out the window because I heard a seagull, but Ooh. I didn't get a commercial. Okay, so this week we're talking uh, The Walking Dead Diverged. And it's an interesting episode. If you've been following social media this week, um, there's some interesting comments from people who have, have seen the episode, who have received screeners for the episode. I received a screener. I watched it. Um, just to recap, I just want to go through, I'll read the, uh, the description. It's so episode 1021, Diverged. It is uh, coming live on uh, AMC Plus tomorrow. It'll be on Sunday night on AMC. And the description is, at the lowest point in their friendship, Daryl and Carol come to a fork in the road and head their separate ways. Carol returns to Alexandria while Daryl stays on the road, each going into their own type of survival mode. Now, the episode was directed by David Boyd. If you go back and look at the list of, of directors, he directed the first two episodes of these bonus episodes. So they actually kept the episodes. Uh, they have two directors for the, the six episodes, which is not something that we've seen. They haven't done. And I think it's just because of the bubble they had to have. And so next week is, is actually directed by... Uh, Here's Negan is directed by Laura Belzi, which is awesome because she's phenomenal. Um, the episode is written by Heather Belson. And I did a little research. Heather Belson has written for The Walking Dead before. She wrote 2014's Self-Help. Oh. She wrote uh, 2015's Gem and uh, 2015's Always Accountable, which is the episode when Daryl meets Dwight and Sherry. So. so she has a little experience around the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the preview for the episode yet, Adam? No, I've been dodging everything. <laughs> and obviously, I can't tell anybody anything about the episode because, you know, spoilers. But, uh, you know, I think we've kind of came up with our own system of, of how we, we address these spoilers <laughs> and how we, how we do it in a way that doesn't get us into any trouble because the last thing we need is trouble. Um, so I tweeted, well, let's, let's start. We won't ignore the elephant in the room that the social media response has largely been negative. Yes. And I will admit that I was actually very worried about watching the episode because all I had seen was negative, negative comments and reviews and people saying it's the worst episode. And, you know, I will admit this freely that I do get affected by these things. Like I'll read something and I'm like, man, that's, that's not cool, you know, like it's not cool to bash it so much because I think it influences, it, it influences me in wondering how I'm going to react to something. It doesn't influence my actual reaction, but it influences my excitement level going into stuff. I think that's, that, I don't know, the way I am. <laughs> and, uh, but I have to say, I liked it. I liked the episode. I didn't expect to like the episode as much as I ended up liking it. But I think that my, because I, I want to be very careful here, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I think that people will relate to it if you have, uh, how shall I put this? Based on the experiences of their life? You know, it's, it's not, it's hard to, when you think about it, there aren't many opportunities to relate to what people are doing in The Walking Dead. Because we don't like kill people and kill things very often. You like, don't? I don't. Don't you be speaking for me. 
sounded like I had experience in the, I haven't, I don't kill people and I don't kill things. And um, yeah, like it's, but it's, it's one of those things where it's a moment in time, which is kind of like all of these episodes, these bonus right. episodes, right? Like they're not, they're not normal episodes. And I think that we forget that we're not, we forget that there's two things happening here. One, they're filming in the middle of the of the pandemic. This is these were the first episodes filmed, and they're working things out. So you can see where things are kind of there. It's like being tested, really. Like you know, can you how can you frame shots and how can you you know have interaction without being too close? Like you, I mean, you can see all of these things. So there's that aspect of it, and then there's also the aspect that these are these are not meant to be, they're not pointless. They have a point for, for the story, but they could have existed, the season 11 could have existed without them. Right. If that makes sense. These aren't like, you know, that's, that's why I think when I, when I came into the first one, when I said that I wasn't like blown away by the first, by 1017, uh, the, the Maggie return story, <laughs> we're so used to getting, you know, we're so used to like the big splashy mid-season premiere, or the season finale, or, you know, we're, we've gotten so programmed into these huge episodes because that's how it kind of has to be. Like you only have 16 episodes. So these are, the tone's really different. And it's not often that we get to just stop and reflect and, and have these little moments in time where princess can have a breakdown and, uh, you know, Father Gabriel and Aaron can get drunk and, you know, I mean, these are things that, that don't normally get to be seen because we're so focused on the bigger story. Yeah. So when it comes to this episode, the thing that was very striking is that um, Melissa McBride just absolutely owns this episode. It's probably, I mean, it, it's probably one of my favorite Carol episodes just because it's, and you'll get it. I'm going to talk about this after the episode airs so we can, you know, you, you'll know what I'm talking about, but you can relate to this in a way that you haven't been able to relate to other episodes. And I think that one of the common things that I've seen on social media is that, you know, the dialogue is weird, the dialogue is clunky, it doesn't make sense. If you've ever been in a situation in your life that this episode is representing, you're not really yourself. And that's probably the easiest way I can say it without like just coming out right and spoiling it because I'm not going to, but, um, you know, think about the way you would be in the middle of a situation where you've just, this is, this is it. This is your breaking point. And this is where you're just like, uh, there's a lot going on in my life. You mean like if dog dies in Carol's arms? Don't go there, Adam. That's just <laughs> dark, man. No, dog die. Just to apologize. <laughs> I, I don't have any idea of what this episode's about or what happens. I was just trying to think of some of the darkest stuff I could. Well, I mean, just, you know, you think about Carol's journey to this point, and then you think what happened at the end of, of uh, Find Me. Yeah. And you, know, you think about them having this, this argument, and then now they're, they're, you know, according to the description, they're, they're going their separate ways. So when you have that much stuff on your mind, you know, and keep in mind, I mean, this, this, is, a, this is what's really interesting, because um, I had this conversation, I actually had this conversation with uh, Paolo Lazaro, in like here we've we've in the real world we've had princess as a character for over a year right 
Yeah. In the show, she's only been around a week. Now think about that. It's she's true. only been around a week. And so we kind of forget that because we're so caught up with, you know, it's been a year since we've had The Walking Dead and we've had, you know, this was, it's been a year since, you know, the last season and we just had that one episode and whatever. So when you think about, you know, the battle with the Whisperers just ended. Carol's got a lot of stuff she needs to work through. Going all the way back to season nine with, you know, losing Henry and losing the hill, you know, losing the kingdom and what happened at the hilltop and, you know, the stuff with Negan. And so thing with Daryl aside, she's got a lot of stuff on her plate. So yeah. coming into this episode, it's about trying to figure out how you deal with that. And it's how she does it that makes the, the episode so intriguing to me. And if you know anything about me personally, you know that I've been dealing with stuff for the past few months. And so I relate to this in a way because I've been doing the same thing. You know, my new car, Adam, that I got in October. Oh, yeah. My new, my new car. I put, let's see, I'm about to hit 10,000 miles. <laughs> on a lot my of miles. In the middle of a pandemic, just because all I do is drive, like not going anywhere. I'm not, I'm not driving somewhere. I'm just out there trying to take my mind off all the shit that's going on and I drive. And so that's my non-spoiler preview of the episode. Imagine well, I do have a couple questions if you don't mind. You know, yeah. yeah no, it's your, now I've given you the, I've given you the framework. <laughs> now let's, <laughs> let's see what you come up with after, uh, after my little preview. <laughs> Now, the episode description itself scares me a little bit because it's so specific and directional. It doesn't leave a lot of room to fill in the gaps. The only question from that episode description is how A gets to B. So you already kind of know what kind of a Mad Lib situation is going on here. But seeing it, how it happens has to be what makes this episode interesting. So it's got to either be something that moves the characters in a really interesting way or something that's absolutely devastating to the viewers. That's the way I'm seeing it. And I, I don't know which is which or how this is going to work out or how specific they get because that episode description is not something you usually see from The Walking Dead. It's a very interesting description, and even the title. If you've, if uh, as soon as they release the first two minutes or the first opening minutes before something happens right before the opening credit scene, and I'm not going to say what it is, but it's it's basically symbolic of the title, and you're like, wow, that's that's really poignant. And thinking back, like it just it just popped in my head. Like I was thinking about the the, uh, the episode where Rick and Daryl get into that big fight and end up in the Walker pit and like yeah it out and you know, we've seen some big arguments over the course of the walking dead true you know i wouldn't rate what happened and find me as one of the great arguments it's just stuff that needed to be said like i i don't you know daryl had stuff on his chest that you know that, that he had to get off his chest and then carol you know defended herself and was like you know this is your your stuff like i can't so i wouldn't rate it as like a knockdown it's not like they had a knockdown drag out fight, but there are clearly issues between them that are, that are impeding their friendship right now. And that's going to have to be worked out. 
So that's kind of where this episode works in somewhere in that gray area. And what's even crazier is that fans know that even with these two supposedly going their own ways from the episode description, mm-hmm. that there's going to be some kind of connection between those two after season 11 is done. So we already know that this separation isn't going to be absolutely permanent. Right. So a lot of fans that were worried about the situation between these two characters shouldn't really be worried, worried because they know that everything's going to eventually be probably all right. Yeah. I think, you know, and this has nothing to do with the episode, but I think that what they're trying to do at this point is to kind of establish where they are right now, which has nothing to do with what the spinoff will be. I don't see a lot of links between it. I think they're just, they're still firmly rooted in the walking dead and heading into season 11. So how that plays out for, you know, for the spinoff, I don't know. I don't know if there's any, there might be, you know, accidental or you know maybe not accidental but like you know they, they may have reasons for what they're doing now but it's it they're still talking about the episode like this is the walking dead not the spinoff yet and maybe this is the start of laying that foundation for the decision that they made i know they've already there's already been talk of them riding off into the desert or something like that and all that kind of stuff but yeah all those decisions have to add up to one big decision exactly exactly so so yeah it's going to be a good episode and i think people are going to like it uh if you're good in the story oh that is that bernie that's bernie uh, bernie cat has joined the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um if i if I think people will like the episode if you're interested in, in seeing a story play out that we don't normally see and, and you know, really do a, a deep dive into how people react, then I think, you know, I think people will appreciate that in this episode. There's action. There is, uh, there's some good fight sequences. Um, but it's going to play out a lot differently than most episodes that we've seen. So I think it's just important to kind of put that on the, you know, put that uh, disclaimer out there. So. So, yeah. So just as a final thought for me, should I kind of lower my expectations for this episode or should I go into it expecting a normal Walking Dead episode? Um, it's not like a normal, it's, it fits in with the personality of the other bonus episodes. Which I think is, it's just, that's just going to be the norm. Like, like, that's the descriptor, right? Like, these episodes are not like the other episodes because they're not really, they're just bonus episodes. Um, it's a, it's, I think it's a good story. I think it sets some stuff up. It's not, not in my opinion, a terrible episode. And it's also not, uh, you know, it's not at the top of my list, but it's an entertaining episode. I will say, though, that people, there will be people people who absolutely despise it and there will be people who actually end up really liking it and i think it's okay for both of those so excellent yeah yeah so i think i think we've covered all the ground that we need to cover and um yeah now it's just watch the episode and can't wait to hear what your thoughts are as the viewers or the listeners out there 
Um, and Adam, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. And uh, I'm sure we'll see that on, we'll see that soon enough. And then we'll be back to break it all down. And uh, I'm not entirely sure who the interview is this week, but we'll get that worked out uh, soon enough. And uh, yeah. yeah. So make sure you subscribe. So then that way, when the new episodes of the podcast drop, then you'll be able to um, get an alert for that. And send us any questions or comments that you have and uh, yeah we'll be back on sunday with a brand new episode adam as always thank you so much for joining me oh thank you for having me i always like talking about the walking dead and i, I enjoy some of the discussion that i've had with some of the listeners who have got a hold of me on twitter and talked to me about what some of the things i had said on the on the podcast or wanted to discuss some other things and it's always nice when we can get people talking absolutely and um yeah, that's why it, that's why we always are. Our Twitter is always open for all kinds of, of responses. And if you have any questions or you want us to talk about something specifically, hit us up, let us know. And uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, Adam's at MN Viking Zombie on Twitter. I'm at, at Sarah Beth Pollock and you can hit us up. You can get us at Undead Walking FS as well. And uh, yeah, so I think it's uh, time to say farewell. So thank you, Adam, for joining us. Thanks again. And, yeah, it's always a pleasure. And, and for now, until Sunday, make sure you stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>